Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody, here with my dear, dear friend, uh, Carol Davis. And so much of what I've learned and uh, we have drawn from through the years is, uh, you know, as I told you many times, Carol, your own experience with worldview and the kingdom and the church and all that good stuff. And I know that so many people are always wondering, how do I uh, use my vocation for the glory of God? Or or, does it matter that my vocation uh, is integrated into my faith, or, or you know that whole idea of it does it, how do our vocations work in our walk with God? The vocations are the industries; they're what makes a city and a nation work, and it's what makes human societies work according to God, and uh, that's why He set them up. And so, the domain is actually important in terms of blessing society. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of the domain, also God has a purpose for the domain in terms of blessing society. And so the more we know that and understand that, then we can make decisions in light of it. Um, I'm thinking of some of our high school workers. They actually, Mm -hmm. uh, because they had been educated in education, then they actually used it as... Uh, they didn't just use it, but they were incredible teachers. Mm-hmm. But they made a decision to be substitute teachers so they could interact with more kids and find wow. their accessibility. That's cool. And who was spiritually open. Mm-hmm. And then they would lead them to faith. And um, they would start groups, you know. And uh, so, for instance, when a suicide happened of a major loved person on campus, then immediately went in and offered to do suicide prevention mm-hmm. seminars. Well, out of that, they got many groups started. And, and uh, uh, at one point, we had over 100 conversions of high school students in, mm. and over 50 of those were baptized within the first six months. And uh, But it was a, a way to be present in mm-hmm. their profession and discover those that were spiritually hungry. Mm. So... Uh, and the education piece is critical in societies and mm-hmm. uh, in terms of building societies, either for good or evil, mm-hmm. depending on how the education goes. So um, if you're, for instance, my husband was an engineer, and uh, so there's there's a purpose in that. And right. then he was in aerospace engineering at one point. So, uh, again, it's all the innovation, the discovery, the it, it lifted the human spirit to more than we had ever dreamed of before. Right. Uh, you began to see uh, the, awe, the awe of God in the, right. I mean, it just created all kinds of things. So, um, but I also think that we can be extremely intentional depending on what our, our uh, not just our domain, but even the industry within the domain or the specialty right. within the domain so that we're actually shaping the future mm. um, rather than just accepting. But let, let me ask you that question. Mm-hmm. So, so when we're talking about like engineering, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I have a friend who was an astronaut and mm-hmm. talked about the incredible 
experience of being in space and looking back yeah. and, and, and just that whole incredible journey, right? So you see the awe of God in science and industry. Um, but when you talk about shaping the future, mm-hmm. do you really believe that kingdom people are called to shape the future? Or is that just kind of everybody just, it just happens? Like how much do you think we really, God's really looking to partner with us to shape the future, being kingdom people? Well, my understanding is that we're to help bring his kingdom to bear on earth. And obviously, if it's not, then there's something that needs to shift and change. And so um, I see us as ushering in the same status quo, or we can change it. And I just believe that with God and his people, that that's his his means and method, and um, he's going to work through his people. And so... And God is always building and blessing. Mm-hmm. So when things aren't right, um, they're not right. And mm-hmm. they could be made right. So Yeah, I, I love uh, one person mm-hmm. said the definition of, of glory is, is as it should be. Yes. When we ask for the glory of God to show up mm-hmm. in a room, in a meeting, in a family, in a workplace, mm-hmm. it's we want the kingdom to show up as it should be. And that reflects glory or the glory yes. of God. So that, that little phrase, whether we eat or drink, whatever we need, do all for the glory, glory. or the, the mm-hmm. rightness of mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. The, the, the beauty of God to be made manifest. So, um, so most people don't feel that way, though, right? Most people, it, it, we'll just take about the West because this is us, right? Um, I think most kids, most college students, whatever, you know, may, just feel like, okay, I want to be a good person. I want to know Jesus. Boy, it'd be neat to go on a mission trip. Mm-hmm. But but what what do you think the mindset needs to be for every day for them to wake up inside their vocation, to see that as valuable? What what would motivate a person on a daily basis to think more kingdom, bringing the kingdom into their vocation versus just living life and passing time and doing a, a few good deeds or going to church or something? Uh, without thinking about it a lot uh, right at the moment. Sure. Uh, I would say that um, it's what's missing or what's right. what's not happening. What are the possibilities? Um, why did God create this domain? Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I'm just going to take the medical field. Sure, yeah. Um, a lot of times... Uh, medical Christians, even in mission, they go and they are just extremely good at their job, but they don't understand that at the same time they're doing a medical assessment, they could be doing a spiritual assessment right. and watching for signs of the spiritual hunger and openness mm. and seeing when who God already has ready. So I see it as partnering with God in whatever, mm-hmm. and you're going to hear his whispers and you're going to hear his shouts, mm-hmm. and um but your heart is always that things would be made right. So back to this whole idea of, you talked about the medical domain, we talked about education, we talked about a little bit about engineering and space and kind of that cool deal. What about business? I know that's a passion of yours to get business people activated so that we really can see, whether it's world evangelization or progression of the health of society, where do you think business fits into that? Well, as Daryl Miller says, business is what funds all the other domains. Right, right, yeah. So we don't get that one right, then there's no, you right. can't do everything That's else, right? right. Uh-huh. And um, money is at the core of, of everything. Um, 
And right now, in all the domains, they have to be part businessmen. Right. So, yeah, that's true. And yeah. so that's where economics is. And God has so much to say about the economics because that's where corruption is. That's where that's where you get poverty is because that's not done well. Right. And it's not done on purpose. It's often done, even with believers, about the bottom line for me. Right. Uh, it's about satisfying investors. It's not about blessing and doing good mm. and creating what mankind needs. Um, and so much of business, I mean, that's where a lot of innovation has come from because, again, they're the ones that, in many ways, to make a profit, and they want to, they've got to have customers. Sure. So they're creating the future with what the customers need. And, of course, Steve Jobs is brilliant at, right. was brilliant at that because it wasn't asking people what they wanted or needed because right. we don't even know what we need. Right, he created the market and then fed the market. Right? That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, right. And you see the same thing with Ford or any of those, sure. you know, because what they were doing was meeting an unperceived need, and I see the spiritual as an unperceived need too. Right, yeah. And you're always more valuable when you're meeting the unperceived need than the, than the perceived need. Wow. And... Um, so I just think they have an incredible role to play um, in advancing things globally. Right. If they have, um, if they can begin to um, do things God's way, make decisions right. according to the word, uh, then um, I believe God leads into those things that need a breakthrough. Right. And, um, I mean, others can do that, too, but when we do it for the building and blessing. Right. And, yes, uh, all business. I mean, you're not a business if you don't make a profit. Sure. So that's, that's essential. But also then multiplying those in business who will go and do the same. Right. Um, many people that actually would make good businessmen don't even know they're good businessmen mm-hmm. because they've never had the opportunity and because society has said that's not who you are mm. uh, maybe they've been from poverty or something like that um, and yet I feel like we're not giving I think one of the best things we could do with our uh, believer kiddos is to help them begin to grasp what it's like to be in the different domains so that God can give them dreams because mm-hmm. uh, it's these kids and when we dream and we, we know there's more, I think God can clarify that. So, But business is core in um, every society that doesn't even have some of the more specialized domains. Sure. So let me ask you one last question and, uh, and maybe we'll catch another time mm-hmm. to talk more about this. But... Um, you talked, you, and I have not forgotten where you said, hey, what if we actually trained our kids in languages or in technology developments for the glory of God? Like, mm-hmm. what, do you think, what do you think we could do better in kind of our young to old process here to see the kingdom of God in every sphere of society or every domain? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, again, to give them God's dream, first of all. Right. So... Why we ask the questions, why has God shaped you to like this and not this? I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think he sure. has in mind? And what does the journey have to do with it? For instance, Moses, uh, he had a lot of things against him. He was adopted. Sure. He wasn't part of them. He must have felt like an right. outsider many times. Right. Um, and then, you know, 
makes mistake and uh, gets on the backside of the desert for 40 years. But when you ask yourself, um, I mean, a lot of those things he would have probably taken out of his life if he sure. was going to design it, but God has purpose in it. Right. So who else but someone who raised in Pharaoh's house, knew governance, knew right. all that. Someone who had lived on the backside of the desert could have led those millions of people through the mm-hmm. promised land. God is always shaping you. So I think the biggest thing is to help people get God's dream mm-hmm. and then understand that God not only created you, but he actually shaped you through mm-hmm. your journey mm-hmm. for his for specific things related to his mission. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's so key. And then to expose them to his mission mm-hmm. in as many ways as possible. Um, and then help them. And then, and I think my the greatest take back, um, thing that I took away that helped me raising our kids was then help them choose vocations that are contribution-based in alignment with those dreams and missions, right? right. So. Yeah. So again, exposure to the domains and the kinds of contributions, but then um, I just find that God puts dreams in their heart, right. but then intentional about shaping their education piece and their experience piece so that they are focused on the future right. of where we're going mm-hmm. and they can be according to the gifting that God given them sure. intellectually and everything to go as far as they can. Right to be able to be invited to the global conversation table. Yeah, right. Which, which, to help shape. To help shape the world, mm-hmm. right? So so maybe just a, a couple wrap-up thoughts um, is that this Genesis 1, created in God's image to partner with God for the glory of God, mm-hmm. is redeemed in Jesus when he says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Turn from the world lay hold of the king and his kingdom, and now let's go change the world. Because wherever the kingdom is not, that's where there's chaos. Wherever the kingdom is, that's where there's order. And these kind of conversations, my hope and prayer is that uh, these kind of conversations help us begin to grasp kind of the height, the width, the breadth, and depth, not only of the love of God, but of God's intention for us to be his hands and feet all over the world. That's right. All right. Love you. Thanks for the time. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.